May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Yahweh's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, protect, and protect tonight's message. Amen. Hola, mi nombre es Kofi, como esta? Bonjour, je m'appelle Kofi, ça va? Ni hao, namaste, osayana kitawaya, ohio. I see you. Manut, kamsa, kamsamida, aloha, wakwan, habarigani, Aguaba, Madeace, etc. Jambu, Mimini Kofini de Franco Catana de Wewe, Boker Tov, Boker Tab, Boker Tav, Bakwar Tav, Barakalacham Yahavath, Anaya Kofi, Kohelet at Servants of Christ, Mashalam Khe. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor of Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time by being the voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. Thank you for being on with us. We appreciate you for joining us one more again. And um, we appreciate your presence today. We give all honor and praise to the Most High. We give all praise and honor to him for my wife, the Honorable Amma, who lives a life that's able to be honored. As always, you can check her out on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. And um, we're thankful and grateful for what she has to give the diaspora. By the way, uh, she has many different tinctures. The tincture of this month is Resolve It All. Resolve it all. The benefits is that it supports DNA and melanin, treats Alzheimer's, and um, and helps out with parasites, uh, destroys parasites. By the way, if you're looking up stuff as far as how the body works and everything, we believe that the body has the ability to heal itself. And at Bloom and Flourish, they believe the same thing. So you can go ahead and make sure that you are part of that. You can ensure that um, you are part of that situation, of that position, of what's going on with that. And we really uh, appreciate you participating and um, being a part of that situation and being part of the growth and everything that we're doing as well. So thank you, everybody. We appreciate you so very much. And we honor you all. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for your support of Bloom and Flourish and products at Bloom and Flourish. And thank you for being part of SOC. And if it's your first time with us, one time of many, whatever it is, we appreciate you. To the moderators, ministerial staff, SOC, Lottie Diana, everybody, I bow down to the I thank you that um, you would come and learn something from me as I also sit at your feet as well. Let us not forget too, on Thursday, um, Thursday, we will be doing our Q&A. Uh, Thursday we'll be doing Q&A um, so if you have questions, comments, concerns if you want to get them to us, if you want to have them prepared we should have everything ready to go as far as the phone lines being open and everything we won't go as long as we go on Sundays but maybe we'll go a little 30 minutes uh, and add a little 30 minutes to what we do so if you'd like to be part of that and um, have your questions ready and stuff, I've even been trying to go as much as I can through DMs and stuff and even older questions and stuff. And I've been even telling people who asked questions a while ago, if they want to come on Thursday, I will start with their questions since they've been waiting patiently for a little bit. And um, some of them are doozy. Some of them I've told them, I don't know if I'm the person you want to go to for it, but I will try to make sure. So this Thursday will be Q&A on the live session. And um, if you can participate if you have questions comments or concerns that you'd like to be able to drop um, have them ready for us on thursday if you want to try and uh, make phone, a phone call in and wait for that we usually wait about an hour to an hour and a half in to take your phone calls if you would like to um um, you know, participate just by being in the chat. Of course, that will always be open on all the platforms. We thank everybody for being on on the podcast and later coming on from Facebook. If you're on YouTube, if you're on TikTok, we appreciate you so very much. And thank you for being on with us. All right, so we're going to get ready to go into uh, today's message, today's word. If you'd like to go ahead and turn in your Bibles, um, we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. That's Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. 
And once you have it, say amen. Say, I got it. Say, I'm with you. And if you're able to reference the word of Yehovah with us, we invite you to do so. But let's go ahead and get started. How you guys doing? Let's say hello while we're turning there. Once again, we're going to Deuteronomy 6.4. Let's, let's say hello. There. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Sister Joy? Tamika, Beck, Tawana. How you doing, babe? My wife is on. Once again, the Audible Alma. As always, check her out on TikTok, YouTube, website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist. Biologist by degree. Hello, uh, Yaakov. Hello, um, Emmanuel. How you doing? Appreciate you. Um, how are you doing? Let's see. Let's see. Let's keep on going. Uh, Sister Iska. Um, um, hello to you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have an issue here. I don't know why I'm having an issue. Um, sorry about that. Um, Yach is my guide. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing, Sister Deborah? Can you ask a question? Sure, you can ask a question. For, feel free to before we get into it. Um, is that if you're still on with us, who is that? Uh, I don't know. P oh, uh oh. Please me. Okay. P L S M I I I. All right. Um, how's how you doing, Yaswan Shim? How you doing, Joy Boy? If I miss your name, by the way, charge to my head, not to my heart. How you doing, special? See somebody on there called you were special to me. Thank you so much, Shalom. How you doing? Uh, how you doing, Sister Knight? Victorious one. How you doing, Brother Ali? How you doing, Yasun Ma? How you doing, Minister Tamra? How you doing, Remember Me? How you doing, Hood Classic? Everybody appreciate you. How you doing, uh, uh, Brother Charlie? How you doing, uh, Shayach Yahudah? Uh, sorry, Shayach Yehuda, excuse me, I pronounce it in the dialect you have it on there. How you doing, Yasun Ma? All right, we got some goddess with you. Say, man, okay, we're going to Deuteronomy 6.4. I didn't see the question. Somebody said, can I ask a question? And then didn't ask it, so we'll go ahead and get into the word real quick. And um, we'll get into some discussion. Um, how you doing, Brother Jermaine? Lottie Dottie, everybody, Royal Rising, Aman, how you doing? All righty. So once again, we're going to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. How you doing, Auntie Marion? And once you have it, say amen, say I got it, say I'm with you. We've gone over the scripture quite a bit. However, we're going to have a different conversation and a different motif or different theme for today. By the way, don't forget, March 13th is right around the corner, believe it or not. So um, get ready to, if you want to have the leaven removed from your home already, if you want to get ready to start removing the leaven from your home, that's going to start March 13th. We'll have a whole series there where we're going to do a lot of different discussions, a lot of different things, talk about a lot of different things specifically. And, um, um, you know, if you want to be part, if you want to be part of that and be ready and get yourself ready for Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is the first day of the year, April 9th. And then by the time we hit Passover, April 22nd, Pasachi, you'll already have all the leaven removed and you'll be ready to go. How you doing, Sister Beverly? How you doing, Sister Carla? All righty. So Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four. If you have it, once again, say amen. Say, I got it. Say, I'm with you. If you're able to reverence the word of Yehovah in any kind of way, including if you are able to stand, we invite you to do so. We're going to get do our Bible pledge first. If you want to put your right hand in the air, put your device in your right hand, or even put your Bible in your right hand and just get ready to repeat after me. Aman. It goes like this. This is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust. For Yehoshua is Lord. No sort of God shall ever be heard, for this is my Bible, and this is Yach's word. Adshem Yechavach, Aman. In Yechavach's name, Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Oh, also, I apologize. Also, too, this Saturday coming up, there will be a SOC community meeting. I might have said that, might not have. And also this Monday uh, coming up. So, um... This, well, let me do it like this. This Thursday, coming up Thursday, Rising Prayer, 7 a.m. Eastern New York time. 
Saturday, we still have Shabbat school. We still have uh, Shabbat service on the podcast. Also, sisters, women's meeting will be 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern New York time this Saturday. So um, we should have most of the sisters added on now. Everything should be up to date as far as people who've given us their information. So you should be part of that list. And um, um, and um, then I believe the When Life Happens, I think, will be... It's every other Saturday. You should be getting an indication. I think it might be this Saturday or this Sunday, every other Sunday coming up. You should get an indication on that. Then come Monday, March, the, or to come this Monday. Sorry. Okay. I'm all over the place. Come this Monday, which will be February the 26th, I believe. Come this Monday, coming up February the 26th, please, uh, uh, ma'am, please, sir, be ready. We're going to do our family fast, intermittent fasting. We do that every once in a while, somewhat, usually about once a month. So we'll have our intermittent fasting, family fast. And um, and um, we ask that you prepare yourselves, prepare your hearts, prepare your bodies, if you'd like to be part of that. Okay? All right. I'm on. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this, and let's get into this message. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Thank you, everybody, for being on once again. All right. So here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. And it reads as follows. It says, Hear, O Yehazra'el, Yehavah Elohim, Alav, Adam. Or, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy Elohim, he is one Lord. We've just read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 in its entirety. May Yehavah have a blessing to the readers and hearers, uh, and especially the doers of his most holy word. It was already blessed before we got up. This rising, you may be seated or go back to what you're doing. If you're referencing the word in some kind of way, thank you for joining us. Deuteronomy 6, 4, the most important commandment of all, at least according to um, people of Hebraic faith, Israelite faith. If you go to school and you have a teacher at your school, nine times out of ten, if you were to, you were to learn that this is the most important commandment. Matter of fact, when Yehoshaphat is asked, what is the most important commandment of all commandments? He quotes Deuteronomy 6.4 by saying the same thing. Yehovah Asad, or what Yehovah has said is what? Hero Yehoshaphat, Yehoshaphat, at Alav. He is one. He is one. How you doing, Sister Betty? Yehovah Alakham, he is one. He is what? He is how many? Is he multiple? Is he all over the place? Is he sometimes this? Is he sometimes that he is? All right. So he is one. Now, today, what we're going to talk about is duality. Duality. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, if, if we be honest, a lot of people, this is a, this is kind of a new a new world order type thing, and everybody's been into this thing of duality. All right, you can be you can be more than one thing. You can be two things at the same time. You should see the evil in you and the righteousness in you. You should try, but but that's not of our culture, uh, because if you're in duality, duality means that you are more than one. Right, you can be one thing one day and one thing another day, but the reality is that duality is not necessarily so. Matter of fact, I'd like to do this with you. Right, let's let's look up. Let's let's just Google the definition of duality. When I saw this when I was getting ready for this, this really struck me. Right? Let's look up the definition of duality. Because everybody talks about duality, and I want to show you how duality on its face, 
is a really messed up, jacked up thought process. You can Google it for yourself. How you doing tomorrow? I'm on, and thank you, tomorrow. Appreciate you. How you doing, uh, 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 Minister Shante? How you doing, Sister Nadine? Yasan Ma, Sister Betty, if I miss you. King D252, if I miss you once again on any of these platforms, charge it to my head, not to my heart. We're going to look up the definition. I'm just going to Google the definition because when you Google definitions, by the way, you get something that's supposed to be from Oxford languages. So this is supposed to be creme de la creme, right? Supposedly, it's supposed to be the cream of the cream. This is supposed to be the best place to go to get your definitions, at least in English context, right? How you doing, Michelle? Thanks for being on. So if we Google the definition of duality, here's what we get. Duality is a noun. So it's a person, place, or thing. However, this thing called duality, according to definition, according to the worldly definition, right? Duality is supposed to be what? Duality is supposed to be the quality or condition of being dual. Now, in school, they used to tell you that if you had the word in the definition for its own word, for its own sake, wasn't a great definition. And that's not always the case, but this is actually kind of sort of the case here. It's the quality or condition of being dual, okay, being two, being more than one, having more than one purpose, maybe. Okay, okay, right? I, I can kind of see that, but let's go to the second part of the definition. And how you doing thoughts with SJ? Let's go to the second part of the definition. Second part of the definition, it says, an instance of opposition or contrast of light and dark, stillness and movement. All right. Duality is what? It's an instance of what? Of opposition. Two things that oppose each other. How you doing, DB? What is it? It's an instance of opposition. These are two things that what oppose. They fight. They're on opposite teams. They wear different jerseys. One is shirts, one is skins, etc. So this is an instance of opposition. Watch this. Or contrast between two concepts or two aspects of something. Or a dualism, a system of things that contradict each other. Um, we would just normally call this a contradiction. Does that sound like a contradiction? Right? If I have cognitive dissonance. Let's deal with this. See, duality is something that people are trying to bring to you. And matter of fact, people are trying to do it all the time. This is how you can have people that say they're in the word. They're in the same thought, thought process and theology that we might have and all this stuff. And yet they're doing some stuff that seems to be against what they preach because they get to say there's duality. But the reality is that if there's duality, then isn't it a contradiction? Could we just call it a contradiction? Right? Now, I get people are saying... Because people would say, well, then wait a minute. How could you even say, now this is what I would ask. I would say, well, if I were fighting against what I just said, I would actually extend uh, um, apologetically. I would say, well, don't you believe in there being three in one? And you were three in one. You believe that Elohim is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you believe that you are water, blood, and spirit, or that you are spirit, soul, and body. And my retort would be, but the spirit through the soul is supposed to keep the flesh in subjection. That means that all three are supposed to move as one. So I might be three parts, but I'm one being. Hmm. Right? You might see me in three manifestations. I might have to recognize all three manifestations, but don't the manifestations move as one? If they do not, then we would be called double-minded or have cognitive dissonance. Are you with me? Right? So, so we have this thing that everybody's trying to talk about, the duality. 
And really, it's an excuse to just be all over the place. How you doing, Brother Joseph? And to your wife, how you she doing as well if she's on, right? We have this duality. We're all over the place. We want to do whatever we want with this. We want to act however we want to act. But then we want to just say, well, it's duality. You know, everybody has this in them. Everybody could be evil one day and everybody could be not evil the next day, right? The duality. Just don't, 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 don't freak out about this, right? Um, um, everybody has evil in them, but shouldn't you try to overcome evil with righteousness? That's what your Bible says. Overcome evil with tabah, with what's moral, right? There's the law. But the duality is what? That if you're not careful, you can have the law that's supposed to be the law of the spirit, but look through it through fleshly eyes. And therefore, since you have an uncircumcised heart, you can now look at it through. Well, duality is a cool concept for many, but it's a bad sept within itself. Right. OK, for example, here's part of the definition. So duality. Right. Let's say something is moving. And something is still. Right. Let's just do it like that. Something is moving and something is still. If something is moving, can it be still? Right. I get this concept that people are running with. Right. But let's deal with the sept, the idea. Let's deal with the precept that it comes out of. Just question. If it's if I am still, can I move? And if I am moving, can I be still? Right now, I know we can go into the esoteric and stuff. Let's just start with some simplistic stuff. Right now, somebody could say, "Well, your heart is beating while you're standing still." <laughs> you see, so somebody could try and manipulate it, but let's just talk about what people really mean. See, it would be one thing. This is why a lot of people cannot be our standard. Uh, for example, how you doing? Uh, well, even the speed of light—that's been disproven, right? Even when it comes to the speed of light, because that was disproven when they tried to come up with the theory of neutrons and they couldn't prove there's neutrons. So then they tried to come up with the theory of neutrinos and they said neutrinos would stand still when they found them. Come to find out that what they thought were neutrinos move faster than the speed of light. <laughs> right. So so that was a that was a theory. Right. And every theory is based off of a fact, but it doesn't mean it's a fact. Right. Just like you can watch a movie um, and it could be based off of a true story. We, we did one of our watch. Part wow, we haven't done a watch party in a minute. We might have to figure that out sometime, too. But when, uh, one of the last watch parties, if not the last watch party we did was Malcolm X. And when you watch Malcolm X, Malcolm X is uh, um, it's based on a true story. And a lot of it's real and it gets us elicits a certain emotion. But there's a lot of stuff in there that they combine stuff or they omit it um, or they didn't want to deal with because they didn't want to get sued or whatever the case might be. Right. So they change things up that were in um, the autobiography and they change things up as far as some of the things that we know as facts. For example, Brother Baines, Brother Baines is not a real person. Brother Baines is a, is, is a whole bunch of people put into one character. A whole bunch of persons so that you can watch the movie and you can go, OK, wow, that was messed up. This happened and messed up. This happened and messed up the same person that did this. But the reality is there's a bunch of people, including even Malcolm X's family members, which they tried to be respectful and try to say, OK, we won't say what his family members did to him. But the reality is some of the stuff Brother Baines is doing is some of the stuff that his brothers were doing. Right. So there's so there's 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 inconsistencies right in a movie. You can watch a lot of movies that are based on a true story. Right. I haven't watched the Nat Tur the most recent Nat Turner movie. Right. But there's a lot of inconsistencies that just hearing people talk about it are not even correct. Right. 
So, so there's a lot of different things. If you watch the movie, um, it's the old, 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 the original movie, um, based off of the original book, um, Uncle Tom's Cabin. They made Uncle Tom and Sambo the same character. Sambo is the one you want to be. You don't want to be called a Sambo. An Uncle Uncle Tom is actually the hero of the story if you read the book. But a lot of people don't know that because you watch the movie and so, or you've heard people talk about it. So you think of Uncle Tom is a bad thing. So you don't like people timing. But the reality is, Uncle Tom was actually the hero. And Sambo is the person that you don't want anything to, to do to do with, right? So, so even even in these things that are going on, how you doing, Warren? We have to realize and recognize that there's something that's going on, right? Duality is there, but we have to be careful. See, because either it's true or it's not. The duality is go watch the movie because it's based on a true story. Suspend your disbelief so that you'll believe what's not real. The reality, though, is that we're presenting you a falsehood, and even if it's a Half-truth. What is a half-truth? A half-truth is always a whole lie. Right? It's not duality. A half-truth is not the whole truth. Right? When you go in court and you put your hand on that Bible and then you put your right hand in the air. Right? Or is it your right hand on the Bible, left hand in the air? I can't remember. I think it's left hand and right hand, whatever. And you say, and they say, are you going to tell the whole truth? Are you going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Elohim, and you say, I will or I do. They want the whole truth. If they find out you've been telling the half-truth, you can go back to court and you can go ahead and get more time. Or even if you are a witness and they find out that you're lying, they can come and they can prosecute you. Because a whole a half-truth is always a whole lie. A whole truth is always a whole truth. Right? A half a, ha a half lie is a whole lie. A half-truth is a whole lie. Right? A whole lie is a whole lie. But a half-truth is always a... But a, I'm sorry, a whole truth is always a whole truth. Amen. Anything that's got the falsehood in it. This is why I'm very careful not to opine, not to give an opinion, because if I'm not careful, I might give you duality to where I might give you more of what I feel, but not what's real. Right. That righteous indignation is cool. Be angry if you must, but make sure that you never give up your character in the midst of your anger. Never, never supplant character with anger. Right. If I have anger, fine, but I still have the root of my character and if my character is unchanged, especially if my character is one that Elohim has has required of me and has given me and has helped me to develop. Then why not stay the same character? This is why we don't spell words. But right. Because in our culture, we don't use spells. We don't use witchcraft, but we want to know the character. We want to know the origin. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against origins, the original. Right. And so we need to com com comprehend what's going on. I'm sorry, you said respectfully asking, respectfully asking what? I didn't see what it was. Sometimes TikTok takes some of the stuff away, so I don't know what you're respectfully asking. Right? Uh, so, so duality is dangerous because duality is telling me cognitive dissonance is possible. Matter of fact, not only would we call duality normally cognitive dissonance, not only would we normally just call it a lie, um, if you saw somebody who had duality in their personality, you might even say they're schizophrenic. You said, is O a letter? No. O is, well, um, you're talking about spelling a word, right? I said spelling. A letter doesn't mean that's how you spell it. O is a character. The letter A is a character. Aleph is a character. Ah is a character, right? At is a character. It's the same thing. These are different ways culturally of being able to say the same 
character. If I see the letter A, even if I see it when I'm reading Kiswahili, I still know that that's the character A, right? Now, if you spell a word, it's different. In other cultures, they don't use the term spelling because they're not spelling anything. They're using characters. If you use Avla or Paleo Hebrew, right? You're, or even Hebrew, you're using characters. If you look at Kemet and look at the things that are in on the hieroglyphs, whether you're, if you look in Kush and look at the hieroglyphs, you're going to see characters that are used. Every character has a sound. This is why you have to be careful when people say the S-O-N is the S-U-N because the reality is they don't use the same characters to describe them, right? So if you're going to spell it out to fix it to what you want it to be, that's different. That's what we're talking about. And how you doing, First Lady, if that's who I think it is, uh, Lady Jabril, how you doing? So so these are the things that we have to recognize and realize, right, that's going on, is that we're having a conversation. A lot of people are in duality. But once again, if we saw duality and you saw somebody acting one way one day, and working the other, and one day work, working one way, and one day working the other, or, or in, in a moment's time, and within one minute, you saw somebody give you three personalities, you might even call, even though we have to be careful what word usage we mean, because we actually call things the wrong term sometimes, psychologically. Um, however, you might say somebody seems to be schizophrenic. If somebody doing certain things with duality, you might even say they're paranoid schizophrenic. If you see somebody doing something with duality, matter of fact, in biblical times, we might even say that person is possessed. How you doing, G? Right? Right. But we're trying our best to figure out how to make two things work. We're trying our best. It really just comes from a place that we try to make multiple cultures and act like all these cultures agree and that we must put them together and it must be called a melting pot. You know, we try to act like it's gumbo and we just throw everything in. Right. But question for you, if I were to eat gumbo, Real gumbo, right? And you got all your crawdids in there. Maybe you got your crabs up in there too. Maybe you got your corn. You got your season. You got all this different stuff, whatever. And I'm not supposed to eat. Watch this now. Watch this now. If I'm not supposed to eat crab, right? But here's the gumbo and they put crab in as one of the ingredients, right? It's unclean, right? Amen. Unlawful. But let's just say for the sake of yeah, because we know what gumbo is, right? So just for the sake of putting it out there. So if I were to eat this gumbo and I were to go ahead and try to reach in and have this, I don't want to have the crab, so I go and I get the corn. And I say, well, the corn, it's a duality. You must comprehend that the corn and the crab, even though they were made in the same thing, they're not really one, but they're dual. There's two different ingredients. Would it still be unlawful? Hello, Molly. Is that the best you got? You got to come with something a little better. Right, you gotta come a little, little harder than that. Thank you, Auntie Man. Yeah, if you coming, come with it. That's low. I mean, I got people that be calling me the N word and be calling me false prophet and calling me all this stuff. That's something you got to give you a little better than that, right? But welcome, you're welcome to come on. Right? <laughs> How you doing, Sister Akita? So, so, so if 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 I have the the corn, right, and it has all the crab stuff on it, then I've got to ask myself, um, can I say, well, this is duality? I'm just focusing on the corn. Can, can, can I do that? No. Right? Uh, what, what this reminds me of, there's a, uh, this is apocryphal, by the way, the word apocryphal in the Greek means hidden. Um, that's why you call it apocryphal. Some people are trying to change the definition of apocryphal now. Um, but if you read in this, uh, the apocryphal, one of the um, main ones that people talk about, when you look at... Uh, uh, so, you know, usually in the Apocrypha, people usually focus. There's several books that you could talk about are hidden, um, you know, um, outside of this. But usually when people talk about the Apocrypha, they're usually talking about 14, the original 14 that was there in the Roman Catholic Church. 
still uses but disallowed for certain people and the, and the persons in the pews and stuff and then in protestantism they get rid of those 14 amongst others but there's one of the books in there called bell and the dragon i don't know how many of you've actually read bell and the dragon right i don't know how many of you read bell and the dragon um before Baal and the dragon or bell and the dragon right where you actually um see the same thing that we're trying to talk about going on right um, matter of fact, if you don't know about Bell and the Dragon, Bell and the Dragon technically is just an add-on to Daniel. So if you read the book of Daniel before, uh, well, Daniel has 13 chapters, I believe, and then Daniel or Daniel, and then you have a 14th chapter, if you will, that kind of is somewhat even a summary of certain things. It's not even really an extra chapter. It's kind of something that's written to kind of even go deeper into certain things that happened with Daniel. So, uh, but people will call it Bell and the Dragon. So this is actually, if you do some research, this is something that shows you not only did somebody remove something from the Bible, but also somebody literally went into what was written about Daniel and took it out. And somebody said, hey, we found this. Let's make sure we put this, you know, back in with the rest of it. So it's actually a great uh, um, book to study. Right. It's um, really technically only one chapter, but Bell and the Dragon has a lot of deep stuff in it. It will describe Daniel and the lion's in a little more. Matter of fact, you'll discover that Habakkuk actually is the one who feeds Daniel while Daniel's in the lion's den. Um, now, there's some discrepancies to the point, at least some people want to say, I, I, I won't go deep into this part. But basically, there's some people who will argue that it actually might be two different times that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But um, I, I, I'll, I'll leave that there. You know, go ahead, do your own research. And make sure that you're studying to show, you, show that self-approved. Uh, I won't get too deep into that today. Somebody's actually requested that at some point we go into doing a study on Daniel. If we do, we'll probably bring this. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I accidentally unplugged the thing. We just lost YouTube. Ah, Okay. We're going to have to come right back on the YouTube. I might have to give it a second to reset itself. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. I just messed that up. Okay, we're going to have to wait. Can you guys hear me on uh, TikTok? I just lost our signal. Praise your hover. Are we getting this back on track? YouTube should be back on in just a little bit. Thank you podcasters your podcast should be back on sorry for the little pause that we had to have there hopefully i was able to make it to where you it, it only is a few seconds on the podcast on youtube we're making a part two you guys should be back on youtube at five four three two and one and we'll see what happens hopefully you guys will start coming on soon okay so apologize about that i think we got everything back on Alrighty. So thank you for being back on the podcast. Thank you for being back on YouTube. TikTok, I'm sorry, I gotta you're gonna pause just for a second again. I gotta double check to make sure you guys are on the right signal so they can't mess with the signal. Hold on. Come on now. Alrighty. I think we got everybody on now. My greatness. Okay, I think we got everybody back on now. All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, sorry about that, YouTube. Uh, for those of you who watched the rest of this recording, I apologize. 
It was my fault. I actually, I tripped the uh, tripped over a wire literally, <laughs> and so when I tripped over the wire, I tripped the system. Okay, so if you want to come back to YouTube, or if you want to be, if you're coming back on YouTube, thank you for being on. Appreciate you. All righty, thank you for the love. All right, learned how to troubleshoot for the first time in this situation. Cool. All righty, <laughs> so um, so back to Bell and the Dragon. That's where we were at, right? And so when you look up Bell and the Dragon, which is part of the Apocrypha, Baal and the Dragon, right? It's actually an interesting story about duality and how people are trying to serve two masters and how people will suspend disbelief, especially if you've been taught incorrectly. Very interesting case study, right? The Bible really is nothing more than long case study anyways. Um, but it's very interesting study. All right. So I think I've explained it to Denise the best I can. If it's not great, I apologize if I can't explain it to you. So, um, you know, no offense, just it is what it is. I apologize if I didn't get it right enough for you or whatever. Just that's that's the letter O as a character, right? If you want to spell words, you can spell them. Spell refers to spells. That's the word doesn't change, right? Spelling a word is spelling a word. Conjuring something is conjuring something. Using characters to put words together or using characters. O is technically a character. It's a Greek character. The alphabet is a, is a Greek language, right? Or something based off the alphabet, which is Phoenician, and the Greeks use it. So now the Greeks use it. You don't have word, uh, characters for English, Angloish. The English characters or Anglo characters are things that you don't use. Therefore, you use alphabet. You use Greek characters to be able to spell words and to come up with stuff to try and make words work for you, right? But a character is a character. If you want to use them to spell it, well, then you're making spells. Just like there's the God spell. It's a compound word. You call it gospel, right? But it's God spell. They take the D out. And if you're not careful, you'll think there's a duality of it, right? You'll think that it's okay to spell a word and craft it, but God spell is not even a righteous thing. Because why would you use, even if you believe in God, which by the way, God is of a Germanic, a Germanic word that you're using there saying that they can, you can make a spirit or a worship out of whatever you want. Right. So therefore, if you want to make, you can make a spirit out of whatever you like to. Sure. Right. Um, but the reality is, is why would you use a God spell, a spell with literally crafting something, using a spell, witchcraft to be able to go ahead and worship some God, whatever you want, rather than just using characters to keep the words pure and what they are and have proper interpretation. So words mean words, words are what they are. That's kind of, you know, at the end of that, it's the same question. The O, what about the O? What about, I mean, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know, just to be honest with you, I don't know how, whatever, whatever other way to really um, put that there. Okay. So that's just, you know, what it is. Um, so, but the, so when we get into this, back to Bell and the Dragon, Bell and the Dragon, there's two different points here to where you're dealing with. Uh, this is what actually gets Daniel thrown in the lion's den. We're just taught that they didn't like Daniel just because, or Daniel won with the whole thing as far as the food, and so they didn't like Daniel, they threw him in the lion's den. That's kind of all we think about. But when you read Bell and the Dragon, you'll actually get a little more information, right? And a lot of people don't 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 know what's going on. So, so when you read about Daniel, right, um, and you'll see about Bell and the Dragon. What happens is there's two things of Baal or Baal and the Dragon, but Bell and the Dragon is how it's usually spelled in English. How you doing, Noel? And so when you read read this apocrypha, when you read this one chapter, this book, this scroll, which really is technically just part of Daniel, it's the part of Daniel that's been removed. 
That's basically what they're doing is somebody has removed a part of the book of Daniel. If you want to learn more about Daniel, you just go to Bell and the Dragon, right? So they have a they have an idol of Baal and they have an idol of the dragon. That's basically what this is mainly talking about is you have an idol called Baal and an idol called the dragon or Baal as, as they would have said, but we call people now say Baal, uh, right? Like a Baal of hay, but the reality is it would be Baal and Baal at one point, if you know scripturally what's going on at one point, Baal was actually considered to be the, just a word for Elohim and they believed that Baal was Yehovah. Matter of fact, Melchizedek believed that Baal was Yehovah and then eventually they started saying, well, there's a Baal of the water and there's a Baal of the of, of the greater waters and the Baal of the sky and there's a Baal of the earth and there's a Baal of the insect and the Baal of the animals and then you get all these Baals, these Baals, right? So, so, but back, but, but, but at this point we got into a place to where they believed they made an idol of somebody and they've decided that this idol will be their Baal in this moment. Kind of the same way that in Daniel chapter two or Daniel chapter three, you see that there's a statue made, right? Even though Nebuchadnezzar has just finished having this dream and Daniel has shown who the most high is and, and Nebuchadnezzar bows down at Daniel's feet and says there's only one and true true living um, spirit that should be worshipped, which is Elohim, right? He goes right back, though, in Daniel chapter 3, old habits die hard. Here's this duality where people are trying to be like, I can do whatever I want. I can be part of the most high and I can come unto him and I can see how he's the only one who's real and he can interpret the, you send somebody to interpret the dream and even Danael and Ananiah, Hananiah, Asariah, who you guys call Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they prayed with Daniel and helped Daniel to be able to get to the point to where he can interpret the dream and yet here we go, chapter 3, here goes Nebuchadnezzar about to throw 75% of the people who helped him in the fire because they won't worship who he wants to worship. You see the problem with duality? Right? You see the problem with duality? Right? And thank you, moderators. I don't even know what Molly said, but once again, welcome. I guess you did take my, I guess you did take the challenge and you tried harder. So I guess you tried harder and somebody muted you. Thank you, those <laughs> moderators, right? So can you see the problem with the duality where, where you can literally say that there's no other Elohim except you? And then, hey, if you don't bow down and worship the Baal that I worship, if you don't bow down and worship the idol that I worship, something's wrong with you. See, duality is something else. Everybody wants you to be duality, but duality doesn't work. It doesn't work to be righteous and treat my wife well on Wednesday and then slap her around on Thursday. That's, that's, that's not how this works. How you doing, Brother Vincent? But, but you'll try to make it work. You'll try to find a way to be just as righteous and just as evil because both exist. And therefore, you should have both in you. And since you have the ability to do either or, yeah, I have the ability to punch somebody in their jaw just because. But it doesn't mean that I should do it because it's in me. I'm trying to get rid of that. Right. If that is in me at all, I'm trying to get rid of that. If I punch you in the face because I'm protecting myself, well, that's righteous. But if I just punch you in the face just because, well, that's not righteous. So therefore, I don't want to walk around as somebody that people would be afraid of because I might just haul off and, and, and punch you in the jaw. I might just smack you around. That That's something that I don't want to be known as. I don't want that. It's inconsistent, right? It's 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 double minded. It is cognitive dissonance. It's a, it is schizophrenic. 
it shows that somebody else is in control of me because how can I be one? Remember our focal scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 4, Yehovah he is one. He's one. Here, O you the Most High is one. Right? But why is it that we want to have 15 different ways of doing something and then try to figure out why we're having 15 different Thought. Why is it that you have Tupac Shakur and you try to make him your standard, but you can't admit to, in order to make him your standard, you have to start making excuses like he is he's dual, the duality. It was OK for him to call you a B over here, but then he said you were the black queen over here. Now you got to start making excuses. Well, see, no, when he's talking about the bees, he ain't talking about his mama. See, those girls, they ain't really girls. They, they do this and that. They just bees. But these are real women over here. Right. You got to make it up. You got to change. You got to be double minded. You have to be a liar. You got to tell a half truth to make a whole. I'm sorry. You got to tell a, a, a half truth to make a whole lie have space in there. That's what ultimately cognitive dissonance is, is competing ideas. And once again, even the definition of duality is talking about an instance of opposition or contrast between two concepts or aspects of something. Uh, uh, a, in other words, a dualism, a system of things that allow you to be dual. But hey, if you're possessed one day and you're possessed, not possessed the next day, is that something that you want? If you in a relationship with somebody, they tell the truth today, but they lie to you tomorrow. Is that something that you would like? How you doing? Be real. <laughs> Matter of fact, be real excellent excellent word we should use here right do i want to be all over the place or do i want to be one do i want to be whole do i want to be holy do i want to do what i like to be holistic this this is why we tell people all the time even be careful about some of your language choices because there's no such thing as a silent letter these are these are letters these are characters that somebody had in place and now certain people don't use the character Right. And so now you misrepresent a word and don't even know what the character means. And now you have lost what some of the meaning of the word is. When the reality is, is that every single character should be used. There's, they didn't write a character out for it to not be used. Why would you invent something for it to not be used? But see, when you have that same mindset, why would you have a wife and abuse her? Well, I mean, shoot, if I can have something and it not be used, why can't she? Why can she be created by the most high and she not be used? At least not properly. She can be abnormally used. I'm just saying, right? She can be abnormally used. She can be abnormally. You, you see what I'm saying? So you, you, I, I, our children. Hey, our child. We we don't want to. You know, put too much pressure on them. We don't want to hold them accountable. They shouldn't recognize what certain things are yet. So we'll go ahead and we'll just we'll just say that this, you know, your child can tell you what they're going to be. You have no accountability for training them. They have no accountability for being trained and being somebody who upholds culture and standards and operations. The duality. Then your child does some wild stuff and you say, how did this happen? We're so expressive we are people who comprehend what's going on or people go the opposite direction we'll just omit certain things that have happened and then when our children repeat the same things uh people say how in the world did this happen duality you're trying to make two things fit together and they do not go together so and bail and the dragon bail and the dragon bail and the dragon 
there's there's basically what's going on is you have the king who says that there's this statue, right? And this statue is a spirit, is a deity, is a god, is something to be worshipped. And Daniel, right, and people already don't like Daniel as is. Daniel already has a certain spot in the king's heart. Daniel has already shown that he can do things that these magical practicing priests can't do. And even though Daniel saved the life of the magical practicing priest, they're really frustrated that Daniel would have the favor that he would have, right? So here is Baal or Bell and the dragon, and they're going through this thing, and in Bell and the dragon, excuse me, the king says, Daniel, look at this great God. Look at this great spirit. Look at this great um, thing to be worshipped. Daniel said, Daniel starts kind of snickering a little bit. He started laughing. That Daniel bold, but Daniel has favor. So Daniel can be, he's shown that he's righteous enough so Daniel can do things that others can't do. The other magic, those magical practicing priests and stuff, they can't do what Daniel does, right? They just do magic tricks. Daniel is on, Daniel is, is showing them. So, so they, they, so they say, Hey, so he said, so the King says, man, Daniel, look at this awesome idol and everything. And, and Daniel says, man, this idol, it's, it's just an idol. He says, no, man, like, have you not seen And they would take all this food, right? They would take huge amounts of food, right? Uh, and they would put it at the, uh, at the altar. And every time they would come back, all the food was gone. <laughs> right? And so he's like telling them, he's like, no, man, Daniel, this is... And Daniel says, look, man, this is just an idol. That ain't nothing more than, you know, whatever it was carved out. I can't remember. Let's say it was stone on the outside. And he says it's just wood planks and stuff to be able to hold it up upright on the inside. Right? So the king, king is like, no, Daniel, I'm trying to tell you, man, this is, this is the real deal, <laughs> right? So, so, so Daniel says, okay, we, we, look, you want to deal in duality? Let's deal with this. He says, he says, king, he's, and he knows that the religious leaders can't wait to mess him up. So they come up with a, a challenge for Daniel. He said, he's telling you, man, yeah, it's just a statue, bro. And so the religious leaders come and they're like, look, man. It's, it's pretty easy for us to be able to do this, King. If the statue is not real, all we got to do, or if this is just a statue and it's not who we worship and it's not real and it's not right and, and duality is not real, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and do the same thing we do every day. And this time we'll lock the doors. Nobody will have interest. Matter of fact, you lock the doors with your symbol, right? With your ring. You put your ring on it. You press your seal on it. Nobody can open it until you come back. Until you say open it, you know they'll be obedient to you. You close the doors. We put the food in there. Everybody leaves. We'll see what happens if the food is going to be there the next day. King turns to Daniel. Daniel, you cool with that? Daniel says back. Right? Put it put it on there. I got that's we'll do that exactly the way they said. Right? So close the door. Puts King puts a seal on it. He says, nobody touch it. We'll come when we come back, we'll see what happens. They come back the next day, they open the doors. King is like, Daniel, you might be in trouble, bro. The food is gone. It's all been ate. Daniel starts laughing. <laughs> Daniel starts laughing. He's like, man, come on, man. Come on. He's like, 
look, he's like, you miss, you miss what's going on. The king's like, what you talking about? Right? He says, do you not see the footsteps? Do you not see the footprints? And what happened, and, 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 and the king, angered. He calls his people in. <laughs> he, he says, he says, hey, um, he calls all. He call. He 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 has them arrested. He has their families arrested. The children arrested, even. And then he says, "Yo, um, show me where the trap door is." And they show him. And they were just basically every day when they came to get food, the people would eat the offering. Right. Something we're warned about, by the way, in Ezekiel thirty-four, where it says, "Be careful about the priest who will eat what's supposed to be for the sheep." Also, we're not supposed to eat food that's sacrificed to idols. This is not only Balaam doctrine we're talking about today, but there's also something called, um, uh, uh, what is it, Revelation 2.14 is Balaam doctrine. Revelation 2.15 is, oh, wow. I might have to turn there. It's also in Revelation chapter 2.6. Revelation 2.6 is it's not Balaam doctrine, but it is, oh, Nicolaitan. Nicolaitan. Nicolaitan, literally meaning people who try to conquer you, right? And also people who eat things sacrificed to idols. And it says Yehovah hates their deeds, and it says he also hates their doctrine, right? These are people who will try to trick you and will try to get you to offer things up to things to make idols out of things, and then will tell you, see, and this is also talked about in uh second timothy chapter three before you get to second timothy chapter four be instant in season out of season and all that second timothy chapter three it says be careful about people who are high-minded who are heady who think that they got everything going together who are lustful who are lascivious who have a form of elohim and deny the power thereof from such turn away for such are the same ones who go into women's or the homes the families and take captive captivated women who were laden with silly lustful things who become silly because they've listened to so many things and people haven't protected them and they're just trying to figure out anything and these magical practicing priests just like you see churches that'll be 80 percent 90 percent 95 percent women and stuff like that he says be careful you're going to catch this thing to where you have these women who are heavy laden with sins Right. Who are heavy laden with sins and stuff going through a lot of different things and they manipulate them. And then he compares them in Second Timothy, chapter three, verse eight to um, Janice and Jambres, the magical practice and priests of Kemet. Right. And here's something that we don't even think about as a people. Look, I'm part Kemet, Kemetic. Matter of fact, if you're an Israelite, more than likely you're part Kemetic. You share DNA. We're E1B1A. They're E1B1B. That being said. In all this stuff that's going on, you have to realize that there are people who are trying their best to even get you to keep, you keep trying to be Kemet and then they move where Kemet is on the map and all this stuff. And you forget a lot of y'all, well, even when you came through, you didn't come through Kemet anymore. You came out of Kemet a long time ago and you're not trying to go back to it. And when you tried to build a golden cap before, it messed you up. Now, even though the Bible does declare that people of Kemet are also the children of Yehoshadal, the children of Elohim. Right, because they're grafted in, they came out together, they've even put blood on the doorposts, a lot of them, before they left with us, right? It, just like Cushitic people left with us as well. But at this point, when you're talking about trade and stuff, slave trade and all that, well, some of you, yes, you were already here. Some of you have more in, in common with the Omexi. Some of you have more problem with the uh, Maroons. Some of you have more in, in, in contact with, you know, the natives that are here because of even branches of people that had left already looking for a land that wasn't occupied. And that's where even, you know, the land of Asherah, Second Estrus and all this stuff comes in for sure. But also those of you who did come 
from African roots in the slave trade. You must also recognize and realize that as you came from these African roots through the slave trade, you were West African. You were South African eventually, right? You were Moorish, Northwest, right? Like, and you, and you came that route as well, right? But you're, we're so busy not looking at Israel as the indicator of who we are. We're only looking for Kemet. And look, I'm somebody who tells you, I don't mind the Ankh. I wear the Ankh. I got stuff with the Ankh on it. I'm not tripping off of it. And people who try to make me feel bad, we've already established why the Ankh thing and trying to say that because it was perverted, it means that therefore it always was perverted, right? We already talked about the Cushitic Tav or the Cushitic Cross that you guys may not even recognize it as. And if you meet somebody from Cush, they don't even recognize it as what you're talking about. Cush came before Kemet and they'll tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> right. But so so there's a lot of people that might know that. But never, nevertheless, though, many of us are trying to make Ra and Heru or the Eye of Horus and Isis and Osiris and, and, and Noon and all these different things. We're trying our hardest to keep on worshiping these things and even getting to a place to where we're even disrespecting their culture to the point to where you'll have a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, well, we're supposed to. Um, they had multiple wives in Kemet. But that was royalty. And even the royalty that was doing it, here's something that y'all don't want to talk about. But let's be honest about it. You know, they were messing with each other's, you know, it was incest. And they let them get away with it because they were royalty. Supposedly, they were supposed to be netjers. The people, the persons around them, the people were not netjers. Just the rulership was treated as netjers. Right. How you doing? Tenoshisha. Right. So. So. And even with that happening, when they would marry into other countries, they would let them get away because they'd be like, OK, at least they won't be bored with that country and we're all going to become one big country. Right. But the reality is, is that they. Right. The reality is, is that not everybody was walking around saying I'm the sun. Not everybody was walking around saying I'm the moon. Not everybody was walking around saying I am Amun-Ra. Not everybody was walking around saying I'm Imhotep. Not everybody was walking around doing it. That's not how the culture works. That's you perverting even their culture. You're trying to be dualistic. You're trying to have dualism live by a system of duality. And duality is not righteousness. A nature is what, is what they would call their spirits and what people call gods and stuff like that. But gods are not um, kemetic. So they would have called them natures, right? And natures operate different than gods too. So when people just go, oh, yeah, I'm comedic and this and that, and I'm this and that, and whatever, it's like, okay, fine. Comedic doesn't mean that that's your religiosity. You know there were fights over who to worship, how much you should worship, stuff like that. Look up Nefertiti's husband, um, uh, Akhenaten, right? And look up what happened when they took over for his little brother, King, King Tutankhamun, right? So, so there's, there's, it, it, we have this really weird thing and look up different dynasties. Not everybody in Kemet was of the same family. This is why when you read in your Bible, Joseph is married in, becomes second in command. Israel and Kemet are cool because of who's there. All of a sudden, the new dynasty gets in place. And now this new dynasty says, I don't recognize that deal that was made with you as Israel. And hey, you guys are outnumbering us. You might one day take over us. And then they put you in slavery. It's another it's another dynasty, right? That's taken over. But we don't we don't think about these things. We don't think about these things and, and put these things together in historical context to make sure it's properly there. 
right? And so the same thing, you can have people that are twisting these magical practicing priests that are of the same lineage of Janus and Jambres. Our priests should be of the same lineage of Melchizedek, of the same lineage that ultimately leads to Christ, and of the same lineage that now should be be a keeping a specific culture, specific commandments, and not being all over the place. How you doing, Sister Bree? That should be our culture. That should be our thought process. That should be how we're rolling. That should be how we're operating. Is that how we're operating? Or are we just doing the same thing, duality? I want to get a piece of this and a piece of this, and I want to just throw everything together and say that everybody believes the same thing, right? If you worship um, Shakyamuni Buddha or the Buddha, the Buddha said that he would never come back. So you can't be somebody who believes in the Dalai Lama or any of these or any kind of Chinese reincarnations or even Japanese reincarnations that might be out there. Well, everybody can be a Buddha. Well, did Buddha say that? You see what I'm saying? Like, everybody everybody puts this stuff in there. Time out, time out. In the canon that's supposed to be the thing that you're basing this off of, are you making something up? Are you adding to it? Are you taking away just so that you'll be able to say you can live in duality? I want to be this, but I don't want to have that. Right? If you were in a relationship with somebody like that, would you like that? I love this about you, but since I hate this about you or whatever... You had to change everything up. I'm not saying that we shouldn't make any changes for people, but come on, right? I love your personality, but hey, get a uh, get a surgery for me. Get a BBL for me. <laughs> right? I love your personality and everything, but you ain't sexy enough for me. You ain't what I want. Or maybe I just don't even want what's real. I want what's fake. Right? I love you, but go ahead and get under the knife. I'm going to go ahead and take you from the from the B cup to I need, I need you to be at least, you know, G out here. And I'm going to put your life on the line to do so, right? And then you'll be worthy of walking around with me because I can't just have nobody walking around with me. That's abusive, isn't it? You would say, that doesn't make sense. That's, you would say, that's not loving me. You would say, you're trying to manipulate me. You're trying to modify me. And what if something goes wrong, right? <laughs> I was, that's where we're saying. What if something goes wrong? You don't care about me. You just care about what? The look or the aesthetic or for you to be able to get whatever fantasy you want. But I don't want to be your fantasy. I want to be your reality. I want to be your I don't want to be your fantasy. I want to be your reality. I don't want to be your fantasy. I don't want to be your duality. I want to be your reality. <laughs>